episode 100. 100? Seriously? 100. Late night internet marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, a warning. Your podcast player might actually explode. We have Pat Flynn, Ray Edwards, Michael Stelzner, Leslie Samuel, and Cliff Ravenscraft all jammed into the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. It's going to be awesome. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else. But you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start and where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. At the end of the day, your dreams burning inside. So keep it up and you will find that you build in your business one now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Okay, okay, it is going to be awesome. I have not had any reports of exploding podcast players out there. So if you're like shielding your eyes while you're driving down the road because you're worried your phone's going to explode, that probably isn't going to happen. You're probably going to be okay. Keep your eyes on the road everything's going to be okay. How's it going? Of course, I am Mark Mason, and this week, a very special week, episode 100 of the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, I planned something special. I got my buddies from the Green Room Mastermind to come in. Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income is in the house. What, what? Along with Michael Stelzner from SocialMediaExaminer.com, Ray Edwards, the mighty Ray Edwards of The Ray Edwards Show, my delightful friend, Leslie Samuel from Become a Blogger, who is just kind of one of the most awesome guys I know. And of course, my soulmate, my brother, the business coach extraordinaire, Cliff Ravenscraft. They're all in the house today to talk to you about what they'd like to tell you based on what they've learned from all their time in internet business. So without further ado, I'm going to let you eavesdrop on our mastermind call that was designed specifically for this purpose with you guys in mind. Here we go. Hey, don't touch that dial. It's time for another fantastic guest on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. All right, guys, uh, anything you say past this point can and will be held against you in a court of law. I want to ask this question first of Pat. So I know that, you know, we're in a mastermind group and I've talked on my show about what that is and you've talked about how important that is. I wonder, Pat, if you could comment about, if you could think back to when you were getting started and I wonder if you could talk about how you feel about the importance of masterminds and, and what action you would take if you could talk to the other you with regard, the younger you with regard to masterminds. Okay. So if I could take the DeLorean back and find myself after, after that initial shock of like, what the heck, uh, you know, I would begin to talk about just how important it is to connect with other people. And if you go back to my older self or my younger self, you know, I was that type of kid 
for young adult who was just, you know, I was, I was reactionary, you know, I, I just waited for things to happen to me. And, and as a result of that, nothing really happened until I finally got let go. And in terms of a mastermind group, you know, I didn't see, I didn't even know what it was at first, but when I started to get into this online business world, I started to realize what happened when I connected with other people. It was joining a, uh, a, a course actually that both you and I were in Mark and connecting with the other people who were part of that course that really made things open up for me. Uh, it, it was direct advice from those people that actually helped me moving forward. And I think of the kind of person I was, you know, I was the person in school who would, you know, never raise his hand to answer a question. I just had the same set of friends the whole time. And, and, and now I've learned that, you know, you got to connect with and, and, and try and provide value to as many people as you can, because you never know that next person you talk to could be that person who really fills in that, 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 that hole that you have in terms of the knowledge you need to move forward and progress. Um, and I can directly attribute certain milestones in my business to specific advice that I've gotten from different people, from this group that we're in right now, from the, another group that I'm in. And I'm in, I'm in a third group as well that has been extremely helpful. And they all range with different kinds of people doing different kinds of things, but we all share the same value. And because of that, I'm driven. And I'm motivated. And when I don't, when I get down, when I, when I don't feel like working, I go to these people or they see it before even I do. And they call me out and they give me brutally honest advice. And the thing is, if you know that there's something else beyond what, where you're at now, you need to get with people who are going there too or who, who are there already to help guide you. The worst thing you could do is kind of live life and looking back and say, man, I wish I had done that or, you know, what if this or what if that, like that would, that would just drive me insane. So it's hard because you have to try and reach out and be, be vulnerable and connect with other people. But so many amazing things have happened as a result of doing that. And, and I, and, and the final kind of tip I would give myself is, you know, just think about this question whenever you're coming across that voice in your head that tells you, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't do this, or I wonder what they would say about me. You know, and that question is, well, what's the worst that can happen? And oftentimes we think these ridiculous scenarios that aren't actually true or would never happen. But when you really think about the answer to that question, it's not that bad. And the rewards far outweigh the risks. Uh, I love that answer. So, you know, Mike, let me let me turn to you a little bit, because I remember actually I'm having a little trouble remembering. But when we added you to this group, my recollection was that you were excited to be invited, but you, you know, I, I, I got the impression that maybe you weren't exactly sure what to expect. I wonder if you were to, to describe kind of the benefits of this mastermind to you specifically, and maybe masterminds in generally to you personally, what, what would you say about that? How would you answer that kind of question? Well, if there's any Lone Rangers out there listening to this podcast, then, then I'm like you. And I don't tend to ask others for help. I tend to do things myself, and I tend to think I don't need anyone else's help. So the idea of entering into a mastermind group and asking for help was kind of like going to China and expecting that I would understand the language. So I took a different tactic. Instead, I wanted to come to the mastermind group and share and help people because that's kind of at the core of who I am. And in the process of actually pouring myself into the guys that are part of this group, for me, first of all, it was very rewarding 
And eventually I got to the point, but I still struggle with this. And I think we're two and a half years, I think, into this. I'm still struggling with the point of coming to this group and saying, hey, I need help in this area. But I still get a lot out of it. So um, the reason why I think it's important for anyone who is so unbelievably self, so self-sufficient, I guess is probably the best way to say this, who doesn't like working necessarily with others or doesn't like feeling like they have to work with others, um, just coming into a group and being there as a voice and sharing your thoughts about, well, what about this or what about that? Um, I don't know what it is, but it gives me great energy and it gives me great reward to see that some of the things that I bring to a mastermind group actually help others. So frankly, I'm not part of this mastermind group because I want help. I'm here to help others. And I don't get a chance to do that very often. And that's really why I'm, why I'm here. And the rewards that come from that are pretty monumental. Because when I get a chance to hear the struggles that other people are going through or the rewards for the ideas or challenges that they're going through, for me, it's like, oh, okay, I like that idea. I'm going to pick that one and put that in my arsenal. Oh, I like that idea. So I actually discover lots of things and interesting ideas and stuff just in the process of serving. So I know that there are people out there like me. And, um, you know, I still struggle to this day trying to figure out what I'm going to ask when it's my turn to be in the hot seat. But I just love being part of this group. Yeah, that, that's an that's an awesome answer. You know, I love that because uh, you know I think that's a the best mastermind groups have some element of that coming in to uh, to all of all of the people coming into the mastermind have that sort of mindset that help other people mindset. I guess Cliff, um, you know, you just recently talked about this kind of idea from the stage. This kind of idea that the basis of you were talking in the context of podcasting, but I think, you know, the basis of a successful business, I mean, your business is much, much more than podcasting. We've talked about that in this mastermind group. I mean, you, you really help people way, way, way beyond that initial point of contact, uh, around podcasting. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of this kind of servant mentality in business, even if it's a, a tiny, small business or a huge business, uh, is how important is that? And, and is that a difference maker? It, it, it makes all the difference in the world. I, I think that um, one of the most influential things for me to read was a book called Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And one of the things that he talks about in that book, he says that money is nothing more than certificates of appreciation. And he says that the, you can, you can oftentimes, not always, I mean, there, there are some exceptions, but Oftentimes you can judge a person's usefulness to other people and the, uh, the amount of value that they bring to other people's lives by their bank account. And, and to think about money and, and, and financial gain, of course, you know, for business, we're looking for profitability, right? And to, to think about it in, in those terms to know that, wow, how do I gain more profit for my business? How do I, how do I, how do I move the needle in financial income? And when I think of it as, well, I'm not trying to get people to buy stuff from me. I'm actually trying to earn their appreciation. And that, that was a radical mind shift for me because then it all became about, well, I don't necessarily have to sell products and services 
to gain income. All I need to do is add value to people's lives. And so one of the things that I talked about uh, from the stage is this idea of getting to know the people that you serve or the people that you that follow you. And, and, and once you get to know them, you learn personal information about their lives. The more information you know, the more access you have to connect them to other resources or to be a resource for meeting the needs of other people. So let me give you an example of that. If, if for example, I know somebody who is in my audience who has created a podcast devoted to you know, supporting people who have parents who are just diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Well, you know, that's a, that's a, a very specific niche and it is uh, certainly going to meet the needs of, of somebody who needs help and, and connection to other people who are experiencing this new season of life that they happen to be going through. Uh, and and it, it's kind of cool to connect them. If I were, if, if I just kind of realize that this client of mine or this friend of mine has a podcast about this and I don't keep that information. I don't really care about it. I don't even think about it. I mean, it's in one ear out the other. It's like, okay, well, I'm not, there's no reason what that I don't know anybody with Alzheimer's. Uh, so that doesn't apply to me. So I'll just go on with my day. But by keeping that information, by learning about each and every one of my clients who launch a podcast and what they're podcasting about and what their hobbies are and what their day jobs are, what their ex ex expertise is in, uh, what do they want to be known for? What kind of things are, what are their goals? Well, learning all this information, when I meet somebody, for example, I was just at podcast movement and I met all of these people who came up to me and said, Cliff, you, you know, your podcast means the world to me and, and all this other stuff. And they were saying all these great things about me. But as soon as I had any opportunity, I wanted to stop that, com that flow of the conversation and say, tell me about you. Tell me about your podcast. Do you have a podcast? If you had a podcast, what would you podcast about? Um, what, are, what is your greatest obstacle? What kind of, you know, what are, what are your goals for the next year? And once I learned about that, about each of the people that I stood in front of, I tried every, every ounce of me tried to say, you know what? I know somebody that you should connect with this. You need to go over to this website and talk to this person, tell them that I had sent you over there. And I think that if the two of you got together and networked and brainstormed, I think you could both move the needle forward faster. And oftentimes I said, you know what? I know somebody that I, I want you to connect with. I can't think of their name right now. And I can't think of the name of their podcast, but I do know that I could find it if I had access to my computer. Will you email me as soon as you get back to your hotel room and remind me to look up that podcast about such and such? And I want to connect you to that person. And it's by connecting all these people to all these resources that I've gotten to know because I have that relationship with my audience, because I took the time to get to know them, I've had the opportunity to add value to people's lives just by knowing who people are and knowing what their goals are, knowing information about them. And what I can tell you is that many times I give all this value and give all this advice to people who may never pay me a single penny for any of my products or services. But that doesn't matter because I've made a difference in their lives. Those people are going to be looking for ways to return value to me. And anytime my brand comes up or the products and services that I offer, which are currently mostly related around podcasts and how do you launch a podcast and, 
and, and things like that. Uh, whenever that topic of podcasting comes up in conversation, the thousands and thousands of people that I've helped are going to talk about me, even if they don't, even if they've never bought my products and services themselves, even if they don't even listen to my podcast anymore. From that point forward, because I've gone out of my way to use what I know just to connect them to things of value in their lives, um, they're going to be a constant source of, of, of future connection to me and my brand and my business. And that I found is, is what has really helped propel my business forward in a, in a very big way. So, you know, what you have to say about helping people and, and what Mike has to say, this, this all seems to kind of keep coming back to a sense of purpose, an idea about what you as a business owner are really about which means, you know, my listeners figuring out what they're really about. So, you know, on <laughs> with with that kind of when it comes to that kind of conversation, I always think about Ray. And I know, you know, Ray, your your um your podcast uh, inspires me personally because it, you know, it broadly touches on these not just these topics of business, but the spiritual topics as well as tech tips. It's a very interesting thing. And I put the question to you how important is it uh, when you're when you're starting out in business or as you develop your business to align what you're about with what your business is about? Is that required? Is it just a high leverage thing? I mean, you've coached a lot of people. Tell me a little bit about that kind of introspection and how valuable it is in business. Well, I think it's essential to reach the maximum potential of yourself and of your business and of the service that you render to your customers uh, to have that alignment. If you don't, I think that's where most of the dissatisfaction, the lack of fulfillment, the frustration, the friction, and the desire to quit comes from when there's not that alignment. Because, you know, when things are going well, um, we are often willing to do things that are not necessarily in alignment with our, our value system. Um, but when things begin to go uh, not so well, uh, we are more apt to just throw up our hands and say, I quit. And I think that comes back to our sense of purpose and our clarity about what we're here to do. And, you know, that comes down to uh, purpose, mission, vision, and goals. And those are different things can use interchangeably, but they mean different things. You know, your purpose is why are you here on the planet? Uh, your mission is what are you supposed to do? What is your specific assignment within that realm of why you're here on the planet? Your vision is what it looks like. So you might have the same mission as somebody else, but the way you go about accomplishing it might be through writing books, whereas the next guy or lady, the way they go about accomplishing it might be um, through building a, a huge business. Uh, or to by being a professional services provider. And then goals are just the specific targets that you're aiming for, giving yourself accountability. And then you know, that circles back to being part of a group. I think we were uh, created to uh, be in community. In fact, I talk about the, uh, the value of mastermind groups as the five C's, community, clarity, confidence, commitment, and consistency. And um, those, all those things begin with a recognition of What's your purpose? What's important to you? What are your core values? And that's how you look for a group of peers to surround yourself with who will help you 
be in community with people with similar values, have clarity about what your purpose, mission, vision, and goals are, have the confidence that you can achieve them, uh, develop the commitment muscle, because commitment is a skill. It's not something that you're just born with. It's a skill that you can learn and increase, and then have the accountability that keeps you consistent in doing those things. Now, you know, one of the great things about our mastermind group is with regard to values, we all have a lot of similar values. I don't know if you guys can hear, but you may hear some children in the background here. My kids are here. Um, I'm in Mr. Mom mode today. I know that, um, you know, a lot of us have small kids. Some of us, our kids are grown up. I recently had um, the uh, opportunity to have lunch with with Leslie's uh, boy, Noah. He's delightful. And I'm totally going to offend Pat and April here, but probably the cutest kid that we've all got is Noah. <laughs> but uh, so Leslie, you know, when it comes to balancing all that kid stuff, I mean, I know you're like a super involved dad. You're, you're very focused on your marriage. Uh, you've got a strong family value. And, you know, at least until recently, until very recently, you were holding down a day job and doing this, but you know, this become a blogger thing and many other things. Um, can you talk a little bit about how your how how you make that balance work when 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 your values extend beyond your business? How how do you handle the the balancing act? You know, it, it's a tricky thing, I must say, um, and it is a big part of the reason why I am no longer teaching. I mean, when I say teaching, I mean I was a, a university professor, and I left that behind. Um, and one of the big reasons was, you know, I felt myself running in so many different directions, doing what so many people that I know, um, so many of them were doing. And for me, it came to a point where it's like, you know what, this, this isn't right. I say that my priority is my family. But if you look at the amount of time I spend with my family, you'd have to question that. Um, and, and not just the amount of time, but the quality of time, because the little time that I did spend, I was just so spent. Um, and I knew that something had to change. I needed to, to, I needed my actions to be in, in alignment much more so um, with the things that I say are important to me. And, you know, we spoke about mastermind groups and I, th I think this mastermind group that I think I know was a big part of helping me to make the decision to, to leave my job and to do this full time. But now that I'm doing it full time, it's still kind of a challenge. You know, if you're, if you're growing a business, if this is the sole income you and your family has, um, how do you balance spending that time with family and, and doing what you know is going to pay off for many years in terms of the time that you're investing in, in your, your, my son? Um, how do you balance that with the fact that you have to grow your business? You have to be able to pay the bills. You have to be able to do all these different things. And it, it's an ongoing challenge. But for me, I've realized that a lot of times um, we tell ourselves that, that we don't have the time to do the things that are important. And because of that, we have to do all of these other things. And I've realized that it's just a matter of making that decision. It's about making that commitment and saying, you know what, my family is important to me. This is, they are the most important people 
in my life. Yes, they are why I do my business. They are why a, a big part of why I do what I do on a day-to-day basis. But I need to invest that time with them. And for me, over the last few months especially, it's just been a, a joy to be able to spend that time with my son and to, you know, go to the park and run around and act like a child. <laughs> I use him as my excuse to act like a child. Um, but it's 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 extremely rewarding to be able to to have a little more of that balance today than I ever did before and I know he's enjoying it I'm enjoying it and it it, it makes life just much more worth living I speak to I, I speak to a lot of people and you ask them how they're doing and they're and it's always the man things aren't going very well and 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 they don't seem like they are living a fulfilled life um, and the other day I had a conversation with someone. He asked me how I was doing. and I told him, man, I'm fantastic. And he was kind of taken back. Uh, and, and we had to talk about that a little bit. And I realized that I feel so much more energetic because I feel as if I'm living life according to my purpose. I'm spending time with my family. I'm enjoying those relationships. And I'm working on building my business and having that not perfect balance, but striving for that balance continually um, it changed the game for me. Yeah, there's that P word again. Ray, I'm putting you on notice. We may have to have you on the show to come talk about the P word um, since I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to anoint you as the, as the local expert on the purpose word. Um, okay, guys, so I think <laughs> uh, so. that's just a lot of outstanding kind of high-level advice, and I hope people take that to heart. I'd like to move um, now to what I'm going to call the lightning round. We've got about 10 minutes remaining. And so now if we go back to thinking about this avatar, we've given them some kind of high-level big roadmap advice. And what I'd like to do is boil down to a one- or two-minute single must-do from each of you. My avatar, this person who's getting started in Internet business, online business, probably trying to do it on the side, probably got a little family or thinking about starting one, What's the one thing you would say, if you could tell them one thing they've got to do, one thing they've got to keep in mind, one thing they've got to do, one thing they've got to think about, one, one sort of key insight encapsulated in a minute, kind of the elevator pitch of, of tips, um, what, what would that be? And, uh, you know, Pat, I'm going to put you on the spot here and make you go first. And I, I will tell you, I, I apologize because as you guys well know, but the listening audience said, none of this is prepped in advance. I mean, you guys didn't know what I was going to do. So um, with that, Pat, what's your one thing? Tell me, what, what are you going to tell somebody uh, in my listening audience they, they really need to consider? Sure. Well, you know, people, or I'm sort of known as the crash test dummy of online business, but I think that's why I've figured a lot of this out because I've figured out what does and doesn't work. And so I think the big thing is, you know, don't worry about failing, failing and making mistakes is completely a part of this process. And I, I know we're grown up to, you know, we're sort of conditioned to, to know we're, we're trained that failure is bad. You know, you get that F on that, on that scorecard and you just feel terrible. But, you know, whenever I come across a quote F in my business and I failed at something, I like it. I love it. I don't try for it. But when it happens, I know that's not what I'm supposed to do anymore. And I figure out what went wrong and I keep moving forward. And I think failure and mistakes hold a lot of people back. And 
you know, the more you fail, the more likely that you're eventually going to get to that point where you don't. And as long as you keep falling forward, you're going to absolutely get to your destination, which brings me back to one other point I want to make is just you've got to know what that destination is. If, for example, you are working on the side or late at night and you do want to quit your job, well, what does it look like when you do? How much money do you need to make, for example? What is that number? And then you can literally literally reverse engineer from there to figure out, well, this is how many customers I need, or this is how many clients I need to have, or coaching students I need to have in order to get there. It just makes everything much more tangible. So start with the goal, but then when you are on your way, know that it's okay to fail. You will make mistakes. And the only true failure is when you get to that hurdle and then you turn back around and go back to where you were. Totally awesome advice. Thank you so much for that. Ray Edwards, personal friend of mine, we come to you next. What's the one thing that, uh, that you, want, you would want to tell my avatar about success in Internet business? Take 100% responsibility for everything in your life, including and especially your business. And sometimes this puts people off. They think I'm being kind of, uh, it's some kind of machismo or something. But it's not a tough guy sort of attitude. It's a realization that we are 100% responsible for how we respond to life. Now, we can't control everything that happens to us. So you are going to make mistakes in your business. And you're going to have to fix those mistakes. And be okay with that ahead of time. Take 100% responsibility for it. There are things that are going to happen to you as you start your business and as you grow your business that are not your fault. You didn't cause them. You didn't fail to predict them when you could have. But through no fault of your own, some external force has exerted a negative influence on your business, on your family, on your health. Something will happen. And you might say, well, how can I take responsibility for that? I didn't ask you to take responsibility for everything that happens in the universe I said, take 100% responsibility for your life. And your life consists of not only what happens to you, but how it ever happened. And one of my favorite quotes of all time is something that Michael J. Fox said. He said, our challenges don't define us, our actions do. So that kind of attitude means that whatever comes your way, you're willing to say, okay, this happened, and it doesn't feel good, or it feels great whichever it is, and then to respond to that by saying, what am I going to do about it? And if you can take that attitude, it'll keep you from getting too full of yourself when you're on top of things, and it'll also keep you from despair when things are not going so well. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Michael Stelzner, uh, you've been through, uh, I mean, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur on a very large scale, and have created some large things, but when you're at the beginning of these things, what's the, what's the one piece of advice that, that you would give? You have to understand that to build a successful business, you have to have an audience. You have to have an audience. And in order to get an audience, you either have to buy it or you have to build it. When I say you have to buy it, that means you have to buy it from someone who already has the audience like Google or Facebook. When I say build it, it's a slower process of freeing yourself from having to buy anything. And if you are thinking about getting yourself free from your work, your day job, and going into a new work that you will love that will become your business, then you have to start thinking now about how you can build your audience. And content is the key to that. You can start a podcast. 
You can start doing videos on whatever channel you care about. Uh, you can start a blog. Whatever you do <clears throat> to build that audience, make sure there's a tie back to email. Because in the end, <clears throat> when you build your platform on someone else's, when you build your audience on someone else's platform, in the end, the control is in their hands, not yours. So um, start with a content strategy. Start figuring out, okay, I'm going to create one blog post once a week, or I'm going to create one podcast once a week. And begin getting yourself into the mind of I'm going to, you know, by doing this content, I'm going to be refining my craft. I'm going to be sharpening my sword. And eventually you're going to begin to see that you're going to build an audience. You're going to grow an email list. And then eventually you'll be able to sell something to them. But the key to everything is the audience. If you don't have the audience, then you're not going to be successful in your business. Excellent. Thank you very much. I especially resonate with the email um, part of that uh, message. And it's something that I've hit on many times myself. Leslie Samuel, uh, blogger friend of mine, what would you say to young Leslie, who was, uh, you know, another one of the people of this mastermind group that's very much like my avatar? Looking back, what would you say? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of what I would say would be in line with what Mike was just saying. Um, once you know what value you want to provide to the world, whether you're solving a specific problem for a specific target person like you are, um, like you just described about your your audience, um, once you know who that is, you need to be creating content regularly, consistently to provide that value to that person. That's how you grow that audience. And uh, I know it sounds redundant, but I think it's so important. You know, I have two blogs. I have a biology blog and I have a blog where I talk about these types of uh, concepts. And with both of them, with the biology blog, I was making YouTube videos. Um, every week I was putting out content with that and that grew an audience and with become a blogger i'm creating i'm posting my articles my podcast episodes my videos but what you're doing is you're putting more value out there into the world for that specific person and giving them more chances to, to stumble onto that content, whether someone shares it on Facebook, whether they're doing a Google search or whatever the case might be, that content piece is such a crucial part of the equation if you want to build an audience, if you want to get people, if you want to become known for something in particular and then build a business around that. Um, for me, that's huge. So I just want to reemphasize that point. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. And that leaves the last word in the hands of the doctor of podcasting, the podcast answer man who helps people with so much more. Cliff Ravenscraft, tell me what, I mean, you, you did this, you were an insurance guy. You, you, you did the side gig thing. You, you lost sleep at night. You, you, you cheated on your employer, basically. Uh, you know, you were you were so into it. You were answering fan mail at work. I mean, you've been down this road. What do you have to say, Cliff? Become an expert at saying no. And and it may sound a little contrary to what I was saying earlier, but it's not. I promise. And what I mean by this is what I have found is that when you take the time to deliberately and intentionally decide ahead of time what your priorities are and thereby deciding and even writing down what you will choose to say yes to with your time, effort, energy, and your schedule. Uh, when you know 
in detail what you will say yes to. And even on that list of what you are going to say yes to, the order of importance of one versus the other on that list, then it becomes very easy for you for the very first time in your life to say no to all sorts of other good opportunities that would distract you from the great work that you're called to do in your life. And so the, the greatest example of this is a story from the Bible when Jesus had spent some time in the home of his disciples and they had a large town full of people come and line up at the door and all evening long, Jesus healed everyone that had come that evening. They went to bed. And of course, everybody that had been healed had went out and told everyone else. And guess what? The next morning, there was an entire group of people out there waiting for Jesus to wake up so that they could do a whole nother round. And you would imagine that Jesus would be there to help, help anybody and everybody that would come to the door the next day, right? No. Nope. Early that morning, before it was light, the Bible says that Jesus had got up and went to a solitary place to pray. And then after many hours, the disciples finally found him and they said, what are you doing? There's an entire group of people, you know, they're waiting for you. Let's go. And he says, no. That's not what I've come to do. In fact, I, I, we're going, I'm going on to the next place. I'll meet you there. And so Jesus was an expert even at saying no. And, and that's one of the things that I have learned is, is, is it's about priorities. There are great books on this. There, it, one, one of them is called Essentialism, and it's deciding what, ahead of time what it is that you want to be focusing on. And as a brand new entrepreneur starting this out, one of the things that I really struggled with was there were so many opportunities. There were so many new things that I could do. I found myself trying to do everything. And when I started to decide ahead of time what I would say yes to and realizing every time I said yes to something, I actually would have to say no to other things. And, and that's what I would give as my number one piece of advice. Become an expert at saying no. And then how does that not con contradict all of those things where I say, take a lot of time and build a relationship and all those things. Well, one of the caveats that I've learned, and this comes from a, a man named Andy Stanley that uh, originally said this, he says, uh, at, at some point when you reach a level of success, you'll have to, the more successful you become, the less accessible you'll have to become. And, and he says, how do you, somebody asks, how do you deal with that? And he says, well, I try to do for some, what I wish I could do for everyone. But my key piece of advice, become an expert at saying no by knowing ahead of time and intentionally deciding what you'll say yes to. Yeah, that's excellent. I really resonate with that. I mean, one of the key traps I see people falling into is getting distracted by other opportunities. It's kind of that look squirrel kind of mentality. So that's a, uh, I know what you're talking about is even broader than that, but I love that advice in general uh, regarding focus and the willingness to say no to things. So guys, uh, this is the best uh, 100th episode that I could possibly imagine having put together. I, I just want to say thank you very much. I know this will be of value to my listening audience, and I just want to tell you I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to you guys uh, the same time next week. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, reach out to these guys and let them know how much you appreciate it. They would love that. Give them a shout out. Let them know you heard them on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. I really appreciated their time that day, and I hope you did too. And until next time, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. Ciao. You can
it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit latenightpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. Well, cool. Anybody else have anything that they want to share before we go on with the rest of our wonderful day? I want to ask Pat if he was offended when I said that Noah was cuter than his kids. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I wasn't because I know they're all right at the same level. There you go. Okay, good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, guys, have a wonderful day today, and be blessed, and we will meet here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Awesome. I can't wait. Sounds good. Right, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Mark, Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you or if you know someone who's in the same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mind.